Hello and welcome to the St Emlyn's podcast. I'm Simon Carley. And I'm Natalie May. And we're here in Dublin on day two of the SMAC conference. And it's been quite an interesting day, Natalie. It's been phenomenal. We started off with that amazing plenary session this morning. We had Rissa Lewis up talking about leadership, giving some really, really great pearls about leadership, but also challenging gender norms and promoting the role of women followed immediately by Ross Fisher, great friend of St Emlyn's, who had this phenomenal goosebump-inducing talk about the things that scare him and really galvanised the whole audience together to sort of stand in the face of a recognition that our jobs can be really, really scary and really challenging. So Risa did a really good presentation about leadership. And yes, it did have the gender issues, but I think one of her main themes was that leadership is neither a male or a female thing. There are some differences, but all of us need to show leadership ability, followership, and also the concepts of coaching, supporting and mentoring people and sponsoring people. I thought there were some really good points you could take away from there. And I suppose my big learning moment is that we just need to be careful about how we talk to people at all times, because what could be a very short series of words, a short comment, can actually be very painful. I don't want to um, ruin Ross's talk by trying to condense it down into any kind of podcast form. I think it's one of those that you're just going to have to listen to. But it, it was a real spine tingler. It, was, it, was, it, was, it gave me the feels, as the kids say. Yeah, visceral would be the word that yeah, I used. There, yeah. there was a definite autonomic response going on in my body through that, and a very personal one. And again, as Natalie says, watch it online. Do it probably after a glass of wine, if that's your thing, and just have some time to sit and think. It's not one to listen to in the car, it's one to listen to in a quiet room with some time for personal reflection. And then I think there was a real challenge for Ruben Strayer to follow up those two talks with a really clinical topic, what was great was he definitely changed up the tone. There was that sort of atmosphere in the air, but he brought humour, which we were totally ready for. The content was challenging. So he was talking about emergency management of the agitated patient. And there were several things that came up in a very US style management that really sounded unfamiliar to us as clinicians predominantly working in the UK. I was really surprised about several aspects of how they manage the agitated patient, particularly the drunk agitated patient. A lot of use of restraints, which is something which is completely alien to me. I've never felt the requirement to use restraints, but it seems to be in fairly common practice. And certainly some of the positions which they talked about, like hog tying, I think they've gone out with the art. I mean, Ruben was not, to be fair, he was not advocating that, but he was talking about that still being in practice. Yeah, and I think we do use, see the use of some physical restraint in Australia, which has been unusual for me. It's not something I've come across particularly often anywhere else. But yes, I think it's massive cultural differences in some of the practices between the places that we work. It's great to be at SMAC and find out the things that, are, that we're doing that are the same, but actually it can be really helpful to understand that some things are just a totally different context. When I was listening to you, I was thinking, no, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. But actually, the response that we all need when we hear talks like that is to go, well, actually... Maybe they're right. What I need to do now and what I think we need to do is go away and have a look at the evidence behind that. And Ruben's going to put up all the evidence links to the information he put up and have a think about it. Because this actually, when you hear something which challenges your beliefs, that actually might be the trigger to change practice. I don't know yet. I need to go away and think about it. But certainly one that got me thinking. And again, a different sort of visceral action when I was listening to it. But really, really interesting stuff. And then, of course, we had our very own Liz Crow talking about love in the way that only Liz can and just another great talk about how important love is in, in 
almost showing love and compassion towards our patients, but also the fact that we we try to avoid talking about love and the soft stuff, and we maybe sometimes leave it to to people like her, like social workers. That's her, much of her role in the pediatric ICU. But she she made the point that we don't think we've got experience of talking about the soft issues. But how many of us have been through various critical care procedures that we do to patients that we talk to patients about, and actually all of us have experienced love. So we, we have a lot more experience of it than we can maybe appreciate. And she'd asked some challenging questions about who in the audience had experienced critical care themselves, who'd actually been on the receiving end. And it's perhaps obvious in a way, but such a small number of people in the audience, all of whom are involved in critical care, had actually experienced it themselves. It's, for us, it's a remote experience that we have to try and help patients understand, but from a third party perspective in many cases. That's the challenge. And so after that, we went into the concurrence. There were quite a few things going on about critical care. There's some more anaesthetics. There was some cardiac stuff. And there were some talks on things like burnout and looking after. And there were some talks on burnout and understanding healthcare systems. I didn't get to many of those because we were doing some preparation for later in the day. But there were some interesting things that came out on Twitter. So certainly things about confined spaced airway. Don't do it unless you have to. Seemed to be the big message coming out of that. There was uh, Suman Biswas, who I believe gave a great presentation. He, if you've not met him before, was involved with the Amateur Transplants Group and has some great, great, great songs that you can listen to on YouTube. I'd strongly recommend you go and have a look at that. There was a talk somewhere in there. I think it was... Christina Hernan, who was talking about the response after the Boston attack that got some really emotive responses on Twitter. And similarly, Mike Abernethy was talking about farmers and farm-related trauma, and there were loads of tweets that sounded like that was a really great talk. So I'm looking forward to catching up with both of those. You know, I did actually catch the end of that, and I think the conclusion was that if it's sharp, if it's made of metal and it's moving you can get into trouble unless you're watching it all the time, which I think is a really interesting thing to think about when you're working in rural environments, which of course Mike does. So then we went into the afternoon and we went into the bare knuckle fights. So there was emergency medicine, intensive care and trauma. I was involved in the bare knuckle EM stream. But actually, first up was Ashley Shreves and Ryan Rudecki. Both people I've heard of in the past have actually done quite a lot of work with Ryan in the past. And Ashley's spoken beautifully in the past, but I've not actually seen her talk. They did a brilliant double act about updates on the latest papers in emergency medicine, many of which were covered on St. Emlyn's, which was good to know. And then into my debate with Scott Weingart. Um, emergency medicine is a failed paradigm. Interesting. Scott's actually got some really interesting points about observing emergency medicine in the US and the UK. And you did need to listen to him. We had a bit of fun going backwards and forwards. I'm not sure who won the debate. Overall, I won because I had more people voting for me. But actually, if you look at the people who voted for my argument before and after, actually Scott won over more votes in the debate. So I, it's, I'd say it's a 50-50 on that. And then Max Valois and Chris Fox talked about ultrasound and I got a little bit lost as to how where they were arguing it from. I think they were just trying to come up with the idea that ultrasound is great, which is totally fine with me. And then, of course, we had the big match of the day from the small man, Swami, against our, our own Ian about whether we should thrombolise submassive PE. Again, I kind of feel like that's one that you just need to catch up with to appreciate for real. It's really rather different on both aspects, I think. Swami's a very, very funny guy, but I think... Ian may have aced him with a very, very unexpected approach. Yes, I think that's probably fair to say. I, do, I really don't think he saw that coming <laughs> at all. Then afternoon tea and then into the sonic boom, the smack ultrasound extravaganza, sonar wars yet again, England versus Australia versus the USA. Now, we, we've got to be a little bit careful because it, it wasn't even Great Britain, UK. We had Irish people, so it was no, Europe. you're absolutely right. It was Europe, Europe yeah, Australia, US. 
competing against each other in in what is basically the quintessential uh, education forum. It's an absolutely fantastic way of delivering education in a fun way. And we, we had a great time. So I actually learned a couple of things there, actually. There was some really good things about how air behaves, how surfaces behave in ultrasound. So I've been in ultrasound for a long period of time, but I definitely picked some things up. And you finished off with ultrasounding a leprechaun in an open-top beetle on stage, which, of course, is the best way to teach ultrasound. Yeah. Yeah, we had to have to carefully write the proviso that this was not a demonstration of how you should do pre-hospital trauma care. It was simply <laughs> an illustration of how you might be able to use ultrasound in a trauma environment. Was, what I got out of that was the number of procedures which can be assisted by ultrasound in trauma patients or in fact general medical patients. So I thought that was um, that was a useful learning experience. Yeah. And then of course we got the big announcement. Yes, absolutely. So the location of Smack next year, which is a relief because I've been keeping that secret for quite some time. Yeah, I've actually tried to get you to tell me on numerous occasions and you usually just leave the room. Well, you know, it's more than my life is worth to reveal these kind of secrets before the before the time. But the time came up, and of course, so we're going to Berlin for Das Smack, which is great because I get to use some of my slightly rusty German. I think it's going to be really interesting. And the venue, I've seen, I've had a look at the venue. This is a big auditorium, usually used for concerts, and I think it's in the round, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's got a really kind of almost circus big top feel, so it's going to have a really different vibe, I think, and it gives us a a great platform for some creativity next year i think i think it will be very challenging or very interesting or very remarkable for the speakers i think you're going to have to be quite a well quite a creative quite interesting and quite radical speaker to hold that kind of audience i don't think many people have performed in that kind of environment before but i think we've seen a, we've seen a huge amount of creativity this year so maybe that's the way smack's going we're going to find out and on that note we should probably get out and go to the gala dinner and get some guinness in well, it's at the guinness factory isn't it well exactly and uh, we're dressed up very well. We've gone out. For, I think the invite for the evening was uh, casual wear, wasn't it? It was. I, I think it was smack crack. Smack crack. Yes. That doesn't sound right. In it's so the many Irish ways. spelling of crack. Okay, that's obviously. fine. Um, well, you're dressed lovely. Thank you. A, As are uh, you. Uh, thank you very much. And um, so full length green ball gown for you. In St Emlyn's um, Green. In St Emlyn's Green. Um, dinner jacket for myself, cufflinks, and uh, a green bow tie. And Ollie, Natalie's husband, who's hiding in the background. Say hi, Ollie. Hello. Is in a kilt. And so you look like you're podcasting in the 50s. Thank you so much. We look like we we're podcasting in the 50s, if you missed that. Um, but it is therefore definitely time for us to uh, leave and wish you a wonderful evening. And of course, we will see you again tomorrow.